White Castle, six packs, ribs, four racks, extra cheese, I'll take that. Might fuck around, have some Chick-fil-A, eat whatever I want, it's Darren Strong's epic cheat day. Tune in and hear what I have to say, you're listening to Epic Cheat Day. With your host, Derek Strong. Hours, you know what, Neil? We're actually going to start that because I kind of want to hear them talking in the distance. We have to close the door. We're going to... Uh, yeah, we should. Okay. I will close the door. Guys, welcome to another edition of the Epic Cheat Day Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Strong. We're coming in hot today. Uh, speaking of hot, I got my one of my favorite Jewish sisters of all time who I've met in Chicago, the wonderfully talented, lovely, and amazing Ariel Julie. Ariel, say hi to my loyal listeners. Hello, loyal listeners. I'm so excited to be here and to be the, the he-bet. Is that what you've been calling me? Uh, the he bet. Yeah, I refer I, I refer to Jewish women as he bets. So, I am a hebe, and you are a he bet. Are you? So I know I'm sure I'm not the first Jewish person on your podcast. Am I the first Jewish woman on your podcast? I believe so. Actually, no. Drew Lauren was the first oh. Jewish woman. I and I. God damn it. So like, I I have to give you a designation. So she's my comedy kid sister, right? Right. Um and uh, Claire Sumby is my comedy daughter. Am I your comedy stepmom? You could say it. <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, actually, uh, but but it's like I'm older than you. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, right. Because my dad in, married in, younger. Married younger, yeah. so that makes sense. Yeah, um, you're 12 years older than I'm me. I'm 12 years older than you. Uh, yeah, and uh, Jessica Mizzatano is my comedy ex-wife. That is perfect. Yeah. So it makes She's, sense all the world. The energy between you two. It's, <laughs> it's, it. it's a very like begrudgingly respectful. Like you've you've seen too much together to yeah. not just be like cool. Yeah. But there's like a bitterness. I love it. It's it's <laughs> it's a great dynamic. Unfortunately, we had to subject another younger comic to because we went to IHOP yesterday with another comic and like they had to see it in all of its glory and I felt bad too because she wasn't really in the mood but I couldn't tell because mm -hmm. she's just normally pissy with me so uh but I apologize profusely because I don't want to give anybody do you like giving people bad days I know you don't like giving people bad days I don't like giving. I don't people know bad if you've days. heard the rumors but I'm pretty mean <laughs> so <laughs> okay clearly so, I don't mind <laughs> one of my first interactions with you you negged me so hard oh did I yes fuck what did I say so it was it was the first conversation I had with you we did comedy in the park yeah I remember that and uh, I was standing next to Hunter Hirsch, and he had to yell because there was um, uh, there was like two different cars blasting um, reggaeton. Yes. And so he had to yell his set. So he was giving kind of similar vibes oh, to me yeah, during we mine. So you right, walked right. up to him, and you're like, "This, yeah, you guys both had like great energy for your sets. I mean, clearly Hunter is the one that everybody would want to fuck over both of you guys. But uh, I was just like, Jesus, I don't even know your name. Did I say that? Yeah, something to that effect. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> well, that's so mean. mean. Oh. I mean, listen, listen, he, wow. is, a, he is a dreamy man. Though. He is. Okay. He's, he is. he's got eyes that you could fall into. Fall into. He he's could, tall. He plays he guitar. Yeah, amazingly. He, plays, he plays jazz guitar. Jazz guitar. Like, but, I want to take a bath in his music. It's beautiful. <laughs> it is beautiful. Well, let me ask you about that. Okay, so let's start that. It's a good place to start. So, um, as a woman, uh, what is it in particular about jazz guitar? That gets gets everything going. What Nothing is it? actually. I don't want to listen to like a recording of it, but like watching somebody who's really talent, like just watching a talented musician yeah. be talented, 
And then his just happens to be jazz guitar. So, like, I'll watch somebody who's good at it do it, but I'm not going to go buy a jazz guitar okay. CD. CD, yeah. Like, who's your favorite jazz guitar? What is your favorite jazz guitar album? You know, you're yeah. never, yeah. My favorite yeah. jazz guitarist is the only person I know who plays jazz, jazz guitar. Jazz guitar, Hunter That Hirsch. would be Hunter Hirsch. Um, can we get back to me being so mean to you? I'm sorry. I don't That's remember. Fine. I don't remember saying that. And you know what? You were saying it in a joking way. I'm but sure, like, but like I must have thought that I had met you already. Like, I mean, I, we have met. Oh no, we had met before then, but yeah. that was the first conversation we had. That makes like sense. we met in passing. Like you know, I knew you obviously, and I knew your name. Yeah, you know, and I, you know, hi and goodbye. I guess would probably be the. I guess in my head, like there are so many people in the scene, like you included, who I'd like heard your name, I'd seen you before, and so like I developed this like awareness of yeah. people where I just assume that like we've talked before yeah or something and so when i like go in with like a roast joke in my head i'm like yeah this is cool because yeah. we've already we've already established, established a, report. a report yeah but then but that's not the case well i mean and i like i didn't take offense to it. i'm just like oh that's a weird way of saying hi um <laughs> no but i've it's actually bob keen way of saying hi bob keen way of saying hi who's gonna be a guest on this podcast as well uh, you guys will hear about Bob. Can you guys, you know what? His name has actually been mentioned a few times on the podcast because he's such a local legend. Is there, well, there's no camera by the way, right? No. I no, mean, if it, I, mean, I mean, unless Mike has ones in the walls that he has to tell the listeners. <laughs> I, I didn't think so. Guess. I just wanted to make sure. So I uh, wore this dress for no reason. I mean, and I feel so bad about that because I asked it's a Mike. very cute dress. It's a, she's wearing a lovely cute and what kind of dress did it? Was it's it? I'm not going to say. It's, it's a, a boob dress. It's a boob dress. So tell my audience members because i'm sure some of them haven't ever seen a pair of boobs before what is a boob dress it's a dress that shows off your boobs that's right and guess what and when ariel's done with it uh she's gonna let me borrow it and i'm gonna wear it as a sock because ariel's a tiny person (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i'm not even gonna charge you not even gonna charge me she normally charges for the service i do i really i charge for my bath water that's awesome that'd be like honestly though like listen there's worse merch out there i mean i know because i sell it so uh, i know i'm gonna wear the fuck out of it ariel so excited by the way i i offered to pay for this because ariel julie um is uh going to wear a pair of my Zankake leggings uh with the extra jizzy font yes, yes, yes. and uh i appreciate that and thank you um for supporting the epic cheat day podcast i'm not supporting the epic cheat day podcast i'm supporting liquidy jizz on my thigh on her thigh. that's what it, i'm supporting it, it, the the liquidy jizz goes from the front of the thigh to the back of the, the as, lower part of the ass let's cheek. wear it yeah. yeah as gravity would dictate exactly yeah. you know it's dripping downwards you know because i could have made the font go the other way but that just doesn't, doesn't make sense no that's narratively incorrect exactly see well, I mean, okay, so well, let's <laughs> let's let's talk about se- se- in terms of sexual positions. Like, if you're sh- like, you could shoot across the bow, so to speak, of the butt cheek, and it's like, and and and, and basically, it's going straight line, but gravity is still going to dictate that it goes down at some point. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it has yeah. to, unless you're upside down. Oh shit! Now this mm-hmm. is a concept. So, guy, any <laughs> any producers of cum related or bukkake videos. Please, by all means, do an upside down one just for the novelty of just it. Just for the no- Well, so I had a um, 
So, well, you're going to mention it anyway, but we can still... I wasn't going to mention well, it. Well, we can still talk about it, but Do I... Do you want to talk about it, yes or no? We, yeah, we can talk about it. It's fine. Now that we've already talked well, about the, it for a minute. Now, now that... No, because uh, I have a really specific story that, like, totally fits with this. Okay, so we're going to go to a jizz-centric story featuring Ariel Julie. That's a great name for a podcast. Jizz, jizz-centric stories with Ariel Julie. That's, That's going to be her podcast. most of my life. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I was single for 10 years, for all of my 20s. Hell yeah. For all of them, except for like a year and a half where I was dating like an asshole who lived in Mount Greenwood. But other than that, I was single as fuck. I like how I love the level of slight vague, but slight direct of that. Cause like, he's probably not going to listen to this podcast. Oh, no, right. he's got no idea. Um, uh, it's like he doesn't own a computer. <laughs> Uh, no, no, he doesn't have an antenna. He, there's no way he can get <laughs> this. Um, no, but I, so I had a subscriber um, who asked. Subscriber to what? Only, yeah. My OnlyFans. I had uh, a subscriber to my OnlyFans who asked me for, he wanted a video. So I'm a squirter. Yeah. And that's important background knowledge. Yeah. I don't do it every time, but I've yeah. gotten better at like, like making it happen yeah. when I need it to. Um, and so he'd seen many of these videos. And so he asked for one where I saw I saw the thought process in his head. And like on paper, it's a really hot like it sounds like a great concept for a video. Yeah. But in reality, yeah. the logistics like didn't work the way you would think they were. But so he wanted me to be upside down yeah. on my couch with like my legs and vagina up so that I would squeeze. Squirt, and then and in his mind, you, it right? would like rain down, and like it would squirt up, and then like rain down on my body. Yeah, but wouldn't an arch over your fucking head? It depends on the squirts. They're not all the same. Not every squirt so, okay, is equal. So, so that's where the practicality of it So comes it, it could have been like a little, like a, like instead of like a shooter squirt, it could have yeah. been just like a wet squirt that just kind of like came out and down. Yeah. So, but like who knew what could have happened? But what ended up happening was like, for, it's just so hard to come in that position. Just <laughs> at all. Yeah, yeah. It's just a hard position to orgasm in. Yeah. So like I had to do a lot of preparation to like get, so first of all, get myself to the point where I might be coming soon yeah. and then get myself in that physical position upside down on my couch yeah. and then like getting it and then to get it. And then the comb when I did finally come, yeah. it didn't like go how you think it would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like that marble project in sixth grade. Like on paper, it was supposed to work. But what marble it, project? You never grade? did that? No. Okay. There was like, we had to do this project where you had like a marble and you had to set up like a long like obstacle course for the marble to go through. And it had to go through like three different textures at different angles. And you had to have a simple machines in there. And then it would have to get from point A to point B in like some amount of time. And you're saying this this squirt project that you were working on yeah. for one of your OnlyFans. Yes. Ah, I see I did that. Yeah. Um, was kind of like a science experiment. Yeah, one of my we're, only we're... 80 fans, yes. <laughs> well, basically, basically what you were doing is, you know, it's a very, very basic physics principle of yeah. gravity. It was like yeah, the, the like... science fair volcano, but like <laughs> with a very different application. Yeah. And with, of course, with a specific uh, target in mind as yeah. opposed to just, you know, because those that fucking... You know, science fair lava just, you know, spills over in that. Too. Well, yeah, and it didn't. And the thing about cum is that it's clear for the yeah. most part. So even if I came like a bunch, it's not like you would see it that yeah, clearly. Yeah. So it just did look 
Like, like I understood what the guy was going totally, for. Totally. I totally get it. I yeah. totally get it. And, and there I, are videos that feature that type of skirt yeah, action. But yeah. it's it's like, oh, it's a lot of it was like, you just had to, like, I would just have to set up a camera and then yeah. just like see what happens. Because it's like trying to catch a fart on camera. Like there's so much preparation yeah. that goes into catching that moment that you can't just like try to catch that moment. Makes all the sense in the world. Totally. And also, like, the other thing I was thinking about practicality wise, like when you were upside down, like, are you putting the pressure on your neck? Like in terms of like, yeah. Yeah. I was in a weird position. Yeah. yeah. So guys, try coming with a lot of pressure on your neck. And I'm not talking about the good kind of choke pressure. Yeah. I'm talking about weight on your neck like you're about to break it with your own body. It's, like, that's not it's, good. It's not comfortable. Wow. No. So. No. And who, who doesn't want to be comfortable when they come? I think a lot of my subscribers, because I was like pretty game for most of the things that they wanted to see or try. And like, I'm pretty open minded. Yeah. And I think like part of the success of my OnlyFans was just due to the fact that like I'm I'm so non-judgmental yeah. about sex. Like I hate the term sex positive. I mean, like it's a good term and like I, I am, I guess. But yeah. I, it's I'm it's just not like. It shouldn't be stigmatized. Like, and so so if somebody comes at me just like, hey, I'm kind of into this. I'm like, yeah, OK, let's talk. Yeah, let's yeah. figure out how to make that happen. Like, I'm not here to judge what you like or what you're into. But mm. if you come at me with something that I physically can't do or am just not OK with, I just say, no, that's not an option yeah. at that time. But, you know, is there something else we can well, I mean, figure out, you know, I mean, people, uh, people are all raised with like, you know, a lot of shame around sex, you know, no. especially in our culture. I mean, you know, pe you know, again, we were founded by the Puritans. They, you know, left Europe because of things getting too progressive over there and people becoming sexually open minded. That was part of the reasons why they did it. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole bunch of prudes fucking, you know, on glorified slave ships coming over here and, uh, yeah, they set up shops. So, yeah, you have a lot of that here. And, you know, I'm glad nowadays I think, uh, you know, we're getting we're getting to become more progressive when it comes to sex and the ideas around it. But like still, I mean, we're far cry from a lot of countries in the world when it comes to that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've been to Europe and it's I mean, it's the difference because I've dated European men yeah. in America. Yeah. And like the difference between just how they approach you it, you know what's amazing actually is like the the opening message you get on a dating app from a european guy versus an american guy yeah but then the way the date goes it's like opposites like the american guy approaches you like sex first yeah and then when you get in the moment all of a sudden they're like whoa you know yeah, wait yeah. a minute you're into what that's crazy yeah and but then the european guy is just like hey how's your day going what are you you know what's going on whatever like a person like a person yeah. and then when you go on the date and you get in the moment they're like oh i'm in all kinds of crazy shit yeah you know but it's like no that's not my opening line because it doesn't need to be no it doesn't you know i mean you're still that's i think that's a lost art too is the fact is let's just like you know whatever your quote-unquote agenda is you're still dealing with another per it's it's another person you know what i mean like how would you want to be approached talking to anybody for the first time you know no matter what it is if i'm buying a cup of coffee okay which is i i have a very particular thing that i want from another individual right. i'm gonna interact with them like hi how are you doing today this is what i would like yeah. as opposed to give me coffee There's, yeah <laughs> it's an unspoken like social understanding even people Absolutely. on the spectrum understand like yeah. social 
niceties. Like a lot of them are like, why do I have to do that? But all you'd say is because you have because we all do it and you have to. And then they go, OK. Yeah. yeah. And then they learn what they are. Yeah. I mean, That's you it. know. And like I, I, I hate people that use the cop out when it comes to social niceties just like this. Oh, I'm a straightforward kind of person. Being straightforward is fine. Don't be an asshole. There's yeah. a big difference between yeah. those two things. You know, it's like, oh, I'm very critical. No, but you can do that in a way where you don't sound like a total fucking cock. Okay? Yeah. And sometimes like like we were saying earlier, sometimes I can be a kind of a cock. Yeah. <laughs> I can be mean and like I can definitely, you know, take yeah. a joke too far or like. Yeah roast like we know each other better than we actually do listen that's by the way that roasting with people who i thought i knew better than i did i did that twice to two comics and it was just like i t- i had to take a step back both times because i'm just like this that's right like it's like i know them and i've talked to them but i don't know them on that level yeah. whereas with me it's just like i i'm fine it's like it's like i got it like because i you know you're you don't you didn't say it in a way where it's just like, God, you ugly, unfuckable troll. You said in a way it was just like, hey, just good fun natured ribbing, you know? Yeah. And I think tone has a lot to do with it, you know. Yeah, you know, but I you know, I, in the at the end of the day, the yeah. social niceties is what keeps society from collapsing on itself. Absolutely. So when you're messaging a girl, maybe the opening message isn't do you like to be spanked? Because yeah. let me tell you how many times that yeah. was the opener. Yeah. I I explained, I introduced so many men on Tinder to FetLife. Yeah. Because like so many dudes and on there. by the way, I love FetLife. FetLife is yeah. great. You yeah. know, go for it. And so many dudes on Tinder or, and OkCupid and whatever else I was on over yeah. the years would send me these messages. Do you like to be spayed? Do you like to be choked? Blah, blah, blah. Daddy shit. Meh, meh, meh. And I'm like, hey, there's. Just FYI, yeah. There is nothing in my profile that would suggest that I'm into anything on like beyond the realm of like basic nice, you know, people dating whatever. There's, yeah. I have nothing in there that would suggest that I'm kinky. I have nothing in there to suggest that I'm looking for some uh, less traditional romantic relationship. Nothing. Yeah. You know, and and like you coming at me that way, I'm like, are you like this aggressive? Or has do you just not know that other apps exist for what you're looking for? Yeah. And so I explained to a couple of dudes, I'm like, hey, I think you're looking for this app. And a couple of them were like, oh, my God, I've never heard of this. This is exactly what there I'm looking for. I'm like, cool, get off Tinder and go do that. You see that, guys? Ariel Julie, what she's telling us, she is a brand ambassador for FetLife. FetLife.com for all of your it. fetish needs. I know. I'm, just being, no, I'm totally joking around. I'll it. advertise for it. Have you heard for, Have you heard of Field? That's the I one have. I fuck with. I, you know what I like about Field? Because it's like it's you type in the things that you're looking for and what you're into. Yeah. You know, and it, they're very specific when it comes to that. Is that the one for like threesomes and so, stuff? So like, yeah, it's like I have a bit about it, too, which is it, it works really well. Um, But it's less like it's it goes like um, like, you know, the for any dating app, one of the first questions is preferences. You know, it's gay, straight, bi. So it's like gay, straight, bi. Um, and I make a joke out of it that the next one is poly, which wouldn't make any sense for preference. But it's just like gay, straight, bi. I think the uh, the one after that is um oh god what's the one oh pansexual mm-hmm. and then there's I'm not kidding there's like 23 other preferences right oh I've seen this bit yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. so but like that's and when I say that it's legitimately like me and my ex we counted out it's like there was like 20 
it was like, what the fuck? Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, like if you're, again, if you're, whatever it is you're into, you can find, you can find it. My thing is this. So it's like, with all these dating apps, this is what I'm terrible with. And maybe actually, you know, you I, I you can advise me on how to do this. Here's the thing, especially being 43, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's people are looking for a for uh for a guy to have a certain level of stability that I just don't have. Yeah, you know, because for sure. you know, and it's just the women that have ever swiped right on me. They tend to be in way less stable situations. It's like I'm in a pretty unstable situation. So if you're in a less stable situation than me, that's that's like I'm at the bare minimum of stability right now. So uh, I don't know. What's uh, what's the secret? What's the secret sauce? What grabs your attention in a dating profile? Oh, man, I haven't been I haven't looked at dating. By the way, she's in a committed relationship right now. Guys, (laughs) you fucking pervs. Um, Um, But, you know, we did match on a dating app. Did really? Yeah. Did you did, have I ever told you the story of like how how they came together? No. How we came together. Um. So Bob and I matched on Tinder very soon after he had broken up with a long term girlfriend back in October of like 2019. Okay. And he was one of literally thousands of matches for me, and I was one of much fewer than that for him. So he knew who I was, but I was just like, yeah, another bearded white guy, probably. Of course. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Swipe right on all of them. I have a type, whatever. <laughs> yeah. bearded, bearded white guys. Who yeah. does comedy yeah. and looks like a degenerate. I'm like, yeah, that's about right. That oh, fits man. the bill. I know. I'm going to say that. You're, I'm, I'm saying because I fall r- roughly in if, that category. If I had, if, if it hadn't worked out the way it did, yeah. I would have plowed my way through this scene <laughs> oh my god there I mean, are so and i did i already had slept with quite a few comics in the scene that is before, awesome even before i became a comic i dated I was, a few of them. well we're gonna, definitely going to get to that because i think that's like because i always want to like especially with comics you know if, have we even touched on food oh Speaking of, okay, mm. just for the titles of the episode, we have not even touched on food. The way I titled the episode is that. I thought Epic person- Cheat Day was about my relationship. I thought you and I were going to. Oh, <laughs> guys, you heard it first. We were, the plan originally was to cheat on Bob Keen on the episode, but for yeah. some reason, I'm going to distract you with that little food. That would be a pretty epic cheat day, though. That would be. That <laughs> yeah, would Bob, be, especially if we record it. I well, cheated with you uh, with Derek live on air. That's yeah. how I cheated on you. You have to, you have to get, you have to like make epic him feel bad. You was like this. Yeah, he made me can't come pretty hard. Uh, okay, pretty so your name is Ariel. If I Julie. squirted all over this room, nobody would notice. <laughs> <laughs> it would not. Uh, it, it might help clean the table a little bit. It might actually have to do that. Yeah, it would get rid can, of some of the dust. Can female <laughs> ejaculation clean furniture? We're this is going to be something we're going to try out on a later episode it's, it's of the Epic Day Podcast. Yeah, they call me the wood polisher. The wood <laughs> There she is. There's the comedian. All right, so Ariel, what is the uh, greasiest meal you had all week? Because that uh, is going to be the title of this episode of the Epic Day Podcast. Oh, the greasiest meal I had this week. Yeah. Um, I I haven't really eaten much this week. Um. Well, you can include the uh, waffle. Oh, I guess that waffle I just had. Um, I mean, I mm-hmm. had I had a burger at um Two Brothers Roundhouse on Thursday. I was Ooh, on talking about this burger. It was it was just a it was fine. 
No, but like what was on it? Like, I don't. Yeah. It was just a burger. I don't know. I don't think it had anything. There was no cheese. Yeah, there was cheese on it. Was there it was, bacon? I don't remember. Jesus. Okay. I only had half of it. I split the other half with Bob. I don't remember. Uh, it was just. Okay. It wasn't like a. It wasn't like a crazy like Kuma's burger. It wasn't like a California. It just had All like right. cheese and a side of fries and probably pickles and and ketchup and onions and lettuce and tomato probably. Well, what was, what was stacked on the waffles? It was uh, eggs, cheese, right? Yeah, the waffles had the eggs. It had some kind of. It had bacon, but the bacon was like in the waffle. It was like in the batter. I felt like. And there was the cheese and Ooh, avocado. I like that. So it's going to be a bacon waffle stacked with eggs, cheese, avocado. And yeah. I think there were onions. There were onions on that plate. Yeah. Yeah. And avo- I'm going to do just an avocado. Yeah. So it was whatever that waffle at Eris Brewing was called. Eris Brewing. By the way, that it looked good. I had it. Ariel gave me a bite of hers and it was delightful. And guess what? My dinner plans fell through, so I could have eaten a waffle there, too. You guys could eat a waffle at Eris Brewing. Uh, and uh, now that we're on the subject of Eris, do you want to make any? Nope. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> she had, we had a wonderful <laughs> meal at Eris Brewing uh, Company. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. There, there's a conversation that at some point a comedy show may or may not happen there. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. It's That's- one of those... It's one of those like there's an iron in the fire, but yeah. Yeah, it's one iron in one small fire. Small and, fire. And I don't want to go ahead and start promoting shit that it's like. I don't know. By the time this comes out, who knows? Um, but I'll, but really, really she's quickly. Responding to my messages, I slid. I, I, I sort of slid into somebody's DMs. Hell they're, yeah. They're messaging back and forth, which is oh, you're that's like doing this sign. right now. Do you yeah. need? Do you need? Well, a, no, well, I was writing down the name of the epi- the oh. episode of the podcast. Do you need a coach? I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, okay. Not to toot my own horn, um, but toot, toot. I'm gonna toot my own horn a little bit. Right. I am one of the things I'm very good at is conversation. Oh, I yeah, I can yeah. see that for sure. Thank you, yeah. I appreciate 100%. that. You know what it is? Game recognizes game because you're phenomenal in conversation. Oh, thank okay. You. I've had many a conversation with people, and like I. It, with you, it's an effortless conversation, and that's the way I judge it. If I can have an effortless conversation with people where we meander and fucking you know go on tangents, but then circle back to the original points, I'm just like, okay, they're good at this. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's somebody who I feel like I have to draw the conversation out of them, I know you've had to deal with that uh, too, um, then it's just like, okay, well... I, I, not everybody's not and not to knock them. Not everybody's social, and not everybody's social in that particular way. Well, you know? I, I think some people too get really in their heads about what I'm saying, how it comes out, how it sounds, and unfortunately, yeah. I don't have that filter, which Me is either, yeah. much to my detriment. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oops, I, I that touche and yeah, part of the problem. So. I mean, like, there's certain times where, you know where I need coaching? Here's where I need coaching when it comes to women. Uh, guys, this is not going to be a food-centric episode just because, you know what? You heard from the young lady. She eats half a burger, and that's it, and she doesn't remember what the toppings are. And I if can you're, talk about food. You I just, can. I mean, you're a Jew. I mean, and we have our foods, you we, know, which are delightful. But, hey, you know what? We could talk about Rosh Hashanah was this week. It was this week. By the way, did I, did I wish you happy? You did. At Laugh Factory yeah, on Tuesday. Said, yeah, that's right. I, oh, yeah, that's I right. sat that's on right. your lap. That's right. She sat on my lap. I did. And then, uh, you know. I and called then, you Papa Shana. Papa Shana. <laughs> um, I, I, I only came a little. So, I mean, uh, just I, to I liked honest. it. I yeah, liked she it. was fine with it. Um, no, yeah. we. So, I could talk about the meal because we had a full, my parents were in town. We had a full Rosh Hashanah dinner. How do I, how do I get in on this Rosh Hashanah meal? 
Can I come to Passover? Yeah, come to Passover. Oh my God, I would love it if I came. Brisket, you know, baby. Listen, Brisket. The Passover feast is my favorite feast meal of the year, and I because I grew up with both, like you know, both religions. So it's you know, we did the Easter thing, but like I looked forward to Passover. Passover's the shit. Passover's. Uh, the, so you know yeah. what? It wasn't greasiest, but I'd say the butteriest thing I had this week was the fucking kugel that I made. Ooh. Would you like the recipe? I'll tell it to you yeah, now. Let's, uh, uh, the episode cheat day listeners would like to know the recipe for kugel okay here it is here it is it's this a, is ariel julie's special recipe it's for a, kugel. it's a bag of egg noodles bag boil them yep. boil them like regular pasta yeah and then in a bowl you mix six eggs a cup and a half of sugar yes and a full stick of melted butter that's that's how you do some noodle kugel right and there. then you, you dump the when the noodles are done cooking and they're fluffy and they're they're cooked they're whatever yeah boiled then you put it in the egg sugar and butter mixture and you mix it up and then you put that in a casserole dish yeah. and you bake it for like 45 minutes at 350 and the top the top crisp up really well yeah. if you guys haven't had a kugel before do it do yourself that's a, a noodle kugel. now passover is matzo kugel matzo kugel can't have that's noodles right you can't have noodles because of the yeast so matzo nope. kugel i got a different recipe for that it came out great last yeah. year so you know what i like about a matzo kugel i'll tell you what i like about a matzo kugel is that it's it's very similar to me to like uh uh thanksgiving stuffing yeah Okay. Yeah, you know, I there's a certain, there's a similarity, you there's know, texturally texture. with it. Yes. Yeah, totally. Totally. And uh, you know, and I mean again, like you put that on a plate with the brisket, you know, and uh My sister did yeah. the brisket this year and she I got did the brisket? she did a great job. Really? It, well, so here's the trick with the brisket. Okay, you, guys, you are hearing about this stuff to see, get to we, get your pen and paper. We can out. talk about food. We can talk about I can about talk food. about food. We're I'll talk about I'll food. finish later telling you how Bob and I ended up dating. Okay. And then you'll also tell me about cuz I need I need one one bit of advice when it comes to dating so. i will give you that too um, so you guys are going to hear all that yeah right. no it's i'm i'm the oracle she's the oracle <laughs> you i trust your judgment <laughs> oh, yeah i mean you shouldn't look <laughs> yeah but look, terrible what, judgment. Uh, but look how far he's come in the last year i literally have told this to everybody who i've seen it's like you guys know that bob Keen's funny now right but he was funny when he got back from austin I mean, he That's was what funny. Said. He was funny, but like, you got you I got that Jewish him. foot in his ass. I dated him because I thought he was so funny. I I have always laughed at him, but I know a lot of other people are just like because because they've seen like both good and bad sets from him. Me, yeah. I always think he's funny. Like he's he's he's. Despite what people want to say, he's a fucking good comic. Okay? He's a good comic. He's a good I, comic. The way I put it, I was like, Bob, everybody in the scene loves you. Just not a lot of people like you. Yeah. You know what? That's the best way of saying it. Yeah. Uh, you guys are going to hear from Bob Keen. So, and that's, that, that is. Bob with the that, rebuttal. That is uh, my comedy stepmom's Ariel Julie. That is her power more as of right now. Wait, does that mean that Bob Keen's my dad? That would be so weird. It's not like your step uncle. My step uncle, because like he's say, he's definitely the fun uncle. That's uncle energy. Yeah, in that room. Who's giving me my first hustler and hand <laughs> yeah, job? Yeah. I mean hustler. There it is. There. Well, okay, wait. Um, so uh, the brisket. The brisket. Yeah. Here's here's the trick. Okay, you make it a month in advance. Really? Wait. How, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean you make it a month? You make in it a month in advance. You, you get the brisket from the store. You slice it up. You you add the onions. You put it in the the thing with the gravy. The the big you know dish that it's that you serve it yeah. in. You make it a month in advance, and then you freeze that shit. Ooh. Freeze it for a month because yeah. 
yeah, it'll be frozen, but that the 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 seasoning, the juices, it all marinates, and yeah. it's just it it's like a crock pot can't do that, you know. Yeah, and I feel like, and that I, I think you touched on something pretty important too, because I I think people don't give this enough credit, but like when you freeze, just like when you refrigerate something, when you freeze something, there is stuff that will happen uh, to the texture and flavor of food mm -hmm. that you can't get any other way, and it's yeah. just like yeah, when you put it in the freezer and it comes out, your food's gonna be different than when you put it in. Mm -hmm. It's just that's how that's how it is, and I could totally see how that would work well with a brisket. Slow roasted meats in general yeah. uh, would do would serve well being. In in a freezer yeah basically if you need a knife to eat your brisket you did it wrong you did it wrong you did yeah it, wrong. it should be just tender yeah just fall apart fall apart the fork is merely the way you're putting into your mouth to it's not be an animal you could yeah you could use a spoon you on a good birth yeah. yeah 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 so we had that we had the brisket yeah. with the onions we had the the kugel the noodle kugel i made we had um uh, my sister made lemon jello um, you know, she's I'm very changing. Good at I'm changing your greasiest meal of the week to, um, to Rosh Hashanah dinner. Rosh Hashanah, so yeah, appropriate, so appropriate. completely appropriate. I'm gonna call it Rosh Hashanah brisket with Rosh with Kugel Hashanah with brisket noodle. with noodle Kugel. with noodle Kugel. Um, and then my sister also made the matzo ball soup this year. She did just like Grandma taught us. She did a great job. She didn't pack the balls too God. tight. Isn't that the fucking worst? She did a great a job. Hard matzo balls. Mm -hmm. The worst. It's a you gotta let them breathe gotta because breathe. they puff up and yeah. then they absorb the broth and yeah. the seasoning, so they get all delicious yeah. and awesome. And they're supposed to like a good a good matzo ball is it should be delicate but still not it it, it should it should have enough mouthfeel that that is going to completely fall apart. Mm -hmm. You don't want a billowy like a cloud. You want to be able to have, it has some texture but not enough to make it like a noodle, you know? Yeah. Just yeah. You don't want it to disintegrate in the bowl. You yeah. don't want it to be rock hard. It's not an angel food cake. It's not a like a peanut brittle. Like it's it's just its own. It's like a good it's like almost like a brownie, I guess if you were going to compare it to a dessert. Ooh. Yes, it's like cakey yes. but fudgy almost. Yeah, you know how a brown. Yeah, because the brownie's the halfway point between a cake and a cookie. Right, right, right. Yeah, and that's kind of what you want to do with a matzo ball. It's like you want to get it between, you know, halfway between. What were the two that you you said noodle and what was the other one? Uh, I said angel food cake. Angel food and like cake. A rock. Yeah. Like you don't want it to be too dense, but dense enough that it holds. It holds, and that's. Yeah, I mean, it's got to, it's got to, you got to be able to boil it and you have to be able to boil it for a good amount of time. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right. So this is a great. I finally have a Jewish themed episode. This, this, is, is, this is amazing. You're welcome. Thank you so, so here's, much. So here's how Bob and I started dating. This is how Bob This and is what Ariel happened. So we matched on Tinder. I was like, he's one of many. He was like, she's cute. Cool. Yeah. And then I put out. A, now, just a little backstory. You yes. weren't doing comedy. At this I was. Time, right? I was doing comedy. Oh, you were. Okay. Yeah, not for long. It was like less than six months did at that you, point. Did you know of, com uh, of Bob as being a comic no. at that point? No. Okay. I didn't know who he was. Um, but he saw me. I, I released a, a silly music video I made. It was a Halloween themed yeah. rap that I did yeah. about all of the horror movie villains that I wanted to have sex with. Oh, by the way, Ariel it's does a lot of comedic music stuff. I do. Uh, do you have an active YouTube page where you post videos? Yeah, yeah. If you just search Ariel Julie comedy on YouTube, my yeah. my page will pop up, and you can see songs yeah. that I've done and 
she plays a mean ukulele. She <laughs> and she has all these songs that she created. They're fucking hilarious. Oh, They're barn burners. Um, so yeah, so he saw one of these videos. He saw he saw one of the videos, and when um, that she that is a white girl who's doing a very bad job rapping. That's really cringy, but she's really cute. Um, <laughs> and so he kind of knew who I was. So that was like back in October. So we didn't actually meet me until February of 2020. So oh, wow. Right okay. before the pandemic. Jesus. Okay. I saw him at Kedzie. He was uh, raving, ranting and raving, yelling on stage. Yeah. About how fucking awful No Fun February was for him and how terrible it was for him to be sober. Yeah. And it had been like four days at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking degenerate but alcoholic. He was so funny. He was so funny. It was a great set. And I was like, I'm going to fuck that guy. You know? <laughs> like, he had the beard. He had the blue eyes. He like had the dad bod. I was like into it. He does have very pretty eyes. He really does. He really does. He's They're dreaming. He's got a cute face. He's, I, yeah, he's, I, he's, he's oh, oh, she's in love, you guys. You <laughs> hear that? Whatever. She said, well. well. <laughs> All right, so well, his no, dreamy no. blue eyes he's, and him he, ranting about was, not being able to just, quit alcohol. Yeah, he was the flagrant alcohol. He was angry gotcha. but funny, and I just yeah. I was into it. But we didn't talk for a while. But what happened was a couple of weeks later, we'd run into each other a few times. But Hinge of all the dating apps, Hinge like sent me a notification like we recommend this guy Bob like based on your algorithm where we think you'd like this guy but I run out of swipes for that day so Ooh. but but he and I had just become friends off Facebook so I screenshotted the hinge thing DM'd him on Facebook so I messaged him and oh, I was wow. like hey hinge thinks that we should be together and then he responded with a screenshot of us having matched on Tinder back in October I love it and I was like what and then he was like wait a minute you're from Vernon Hills and it turns out he's eight years older than me but we grew up like three blocks away from each other wait a second yeah Bob, wait 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 a second wait, wait, wait. Bob's almost 40 Bob's 38 Wow. Okay. So you know what? To his credit, he's a, he's you know good looking for his age. Yeah. He's like me. He doesn't age. Which yeah. is good. And you know what? It's the alcohol. It's preserving it's his all, flesh. It's all the hard drugs. It's all the hard yeah, drugs. Yeah. He's he's just a sausage casing. Of youth. <laughs> yeah. Youth. I love that a sausage casing of youth. Ick. What an album name. <laughs> That's incredible because, like, basically what you said was like that. That's kind of like the modern equivalent of destiny at some point, like on some degree. Well, because we we technically met in person, like yeah, we yeah. met at an open mic, but like we had matched and like there was dating apps involved. Yeah. And I think that if they hadn't existed or if we hadn't matched, we still would have like ended up dating. Yeah, personalities. I could totally see you guys dating. A lot yeah. of people were very surprised at first. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, like, what kind of comic were you at first? Uh, I was primarily a musical comic for a while. Okay, so then, yeah, I could definitely see people being like this. Oh, yeah, you have talent, fucking Bob. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're definitely, you're definitely. Bob would never date a hack. I mean, what? that's true. Bob, uh, Bob has very particular taste with comedy. Like, I was uh, remarking to Ariel before. I made Bob laugh at lunch, and guess what? I think that it, I've known the man for four years. I think that's the first time that's ever happened. But I and I'm delighted about that, by the way. I couldn't be happier like no, that. He's, he laughs. He's a, he's a good laugher. You he, want him in your audience. He's got a very distinct laugh. He has a very. Yes. You will know if he's there. Yeah. He's got that whiskey. <laughs> 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 but Love it. I mean, 
It, so you met yeah, Bob. We, we met, we, and I, whatever. We were talking about food too. We should go back to food. But okay, that's how we met. Right, that's but, how we yeah, started well, dating. Well, we wanted to do that. Okay, so that's now that story. We, we could circle back to, okay, so the, here's the advice that I need. Oh, the me. advice, yes. Okay. So I'm great in conversation, right? Right. Um, and I'm great. I, I not to, well, not, I'm getting better with the messaging part of the conversation. Uh, great one-on-one in conversation. Great. Even in large groups in conversation, like if there's multiple people, I want to make sure everybody's included in sure. it. Right. Um, you're a very nice guy. Thank you. Like, and not in like a, Oh, he's a night. Like I would write a evil song about you. Nice guy. But like, you're genuinely <laughs> a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference? I'm curious because when people tell me I'm a nice guy, I feel like that's a fucking curse. Like they're cursing me. Uh, I mean, did they say it in Latin? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Like a nice guy, like a Reddit nice guy is like that dude with a neck beer who says milady and it gets mad that he helped you move and then you didn't blow him. You know, like that's a nice Okay, you know, so like I'm not guy. that kind of nice. Yeah, guy. the guy who's like, I'm a nice fucking guy, you fucking bitch. I'm a nice guy. What <laughs> the fuck? Like, you're not that. Nah. You're just like genuinely like you don't say bad things about other people. You don't say mean things. You, yeah, you don't. Fucking, you, you know, don't it's tend a waste to, of time. Yeah, you don't tend to go for the roast joke, even though huh? I bet you could. I mean, it's weird. Like, it, like I have to be. I have to have the right dance partner for it. So it has yeah. to be somebody. Like, I have to feel like. <gasps> you know what? Yeah. I would go up against you in a roast battle. Yeah, I like. I think I could. I think I could. Like, if I was to roast somebody, because I tried uh, roasting Claire Sunby and I lost badly. But all the roasts that I could think of, because I mean, I and no, I don't mean this in any other way. It's just like when I look at her, it's just like I don't think. Like I don't think of anything mean to say. I mean, she's just like you know, she's like this little kid that you know wandered into the stand-up comedy scene. Like, what bad am I going to say about her? Yeah. Meanwhile, me and Jessica Mizzitano. Uh, we like it's like this on site. We have 15 things we could say about the other person yeah. just instantly. And yeah. all of them are horrifying and, and usually involve a family member, you know, Perfect. you know, f- fucking them without a condom. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, so anyway. That so, was that was actually a philosophical question that I posed to Michael at brunch today. Oh, was, was uh, if um, if a, a dad fucks his underage daughter which crime is worse Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> guys hit me up at every podcast <laughs> at gmail facebook instagram answer this question this is like a chicken versus egg quandary right here yeah which crime is worse if a dad fucks his underage daughter yeah okay? like, and which- if, by the way if you don't think that there's a crime involved in that <laughs> get help or you will get arrested Stop listening to this podcast by all me immediately learn and- how to read and buy a book and buy a book <laughs> on anything wow that is fucking incredible but right like yeah. which crime are you like he fucked his huh she was how old? It's yeah. it's like every bit of that is bad. By the way, I here I actually have an answer for that. Which one is worse? All there's no part of that that's like it's, no, it's all bad. It's I'm not all saying, bad. None of yeah. it's good. It's Israel or Palestine at this point. Like you yeah. want to root for Israel, but like it's not all but, Jews who live there. Yeah, I was. Uh, and on top of that, like I'm, I, and I'm not doing this to be progressive. I've always felt this way. Like when I when I Fuck learned Jews. about no, nah. <laughs> <laughs> we could say that. Okay, um, it's not a hate crime. It's not just, a hate crime. It's, it's just us. Jews. Well, I mean, Jews hate themselves more than we anybody sure else. Is do. Gonna hate. 
but like when I first found out about Israel and like how like Israel came to be like modern Israel, not, you know, uh, you know, biblical Israel, but yeah, the same place, by the yeah. way. Yeah. But like when I found out about how that worked, I was just like, wait, how does that work exactly? They decide to set. Why didn't they just pick another? You didn't have to pick that. But why there? Mm-hmm. What? Like, why did you insist on that? You could have set up shop. And I said this before. There's a lot of parts of fucking Ohio that they could <laughs> like our people could have settled and for maybe not Ohio. You know, they would have complained you know, about the weather. But you know where they did settle? Yeah. Was Skokie. Skokie. Skokie, Illinois, yeah. at one point had more Holocaust survivors than Israel. That's incredible. You guys are you guys are learning facts about uh, why do you think there's so many good delis out there? It it makes all the sense in the world. There are more good delis in Skokie than there are in Israel. I've been to Israel twice. Well, let me ask you this, because I when I've been there, I've been to Kaufman's and I know Kaufman's is kosher style. I want kosher. Like if there's cheese within three blocks of there, they have to move. Like that's that's the kind of kosher that you got to go to the um, the kosher grocery store. Really? Where the, it's it's in Lincolnwood. It's like Lincolnwood, Lincolnwood, which is where the best bagel I've had yeah, in Chicago. Lincolnwood is. Skokie. It's oh freak! What? What? Oh, what's the intersection? Oh fuck! 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 I gotta ask my dad. It's like Leba Whips and Goldman. No, it's it's like it's Dempster. It's not Dempster or Crawford, but somewhere around there. Okay. I'll I'll figure it out and I'll send it to you. But that's Please where. Do. That's where my family and I would do all of our Passover shopping. Oh, absolutely. Because for a while, my dad and I did keep kosher, and we kept the eight days of Passover, like, no, oh, wow. no okay. bread and oh, stuff. Oh, fucking hell yeah. I there. don't do that anymore. Well, I mean, it's a lot. I get too hangry. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you don't like it. And it's not fun. Love it. Um, okay, so here's the advice that I need. So yes. great in conversation. Here, I'm, I'm terrible at reading like the cues when to make the first move. Like the ro- oh. first romantic moves. Okay, So like, Because like. Like I tend to, I tend to gravitate towards women because obviously, you know, looks are, you know, you know, we're as much as we're not a look based society. It's like obviously there has to be a certain level of physical attraction, sure, right? Sure. Um, you know, but me, it's like I, I'm totally like, it, you know, I, I'm like a sex between the ears kind of guy in terms of just like, okay, you have to be able to stimulate me conversationally and whatever. And what I'm wondering is just like I don't know how to disconnect from like I'm conversing with somebody to like. Okay, now I gotta like suck on your neck and play with your ears and you know try to stick my fingers in places. I don't know how to transition or what I'm supposed to read. I'll give you a perfect example. So uh-huh. me and my ex, when stick we got to my fingers in places, in places. So like me and my, this is a true story, <laughs> uh-huh. and I tell everybody this. This is how oblivious I am. Okay, okay? so we go to IHOP. It's uh, midnight because we're both night people, right? Who's so, we? Uh, me and my ex. Oh God. Um, she's a Jew. Uh, so um, me and my ex, we we, we go there, uh, and she and I are still cool. I, she's just my friend now. I don't even refer to her as my ex. So, but uh, anyway, we go. We meet up at IHOP. We have a conversation for three hours. Right. Mm-hmm. We leave. She lives south. I live north. So I start walking north, and she starts following me. So I'm like, she worried I'm not going to get home. Okay, I'm not picking up the cue. Okay. So she comes with me to my place. She's like this. Oh yeah, I'd love to come see your place. Still not picking up the cue. Go upstairs. We sit in my bed, oh, okay, no. right Dad, next to each other, Derek. and I talk to her for half an hour. She's just like, okay, I got to stop right there. Now you just have to fucking kiss me. And I was like, oh, that's what this is all about. I did not pick up on this the whole time. I didn't even think we were on a date. So, <laughs> like, okay. So, like, Aww. yeah, like, well, like, 
Yeah, like so. What? <laughs> by the way, this has been a consistent, th- a persistent thing throughout my life. And I'm, I'm by no means like you know, I'm, I'm not Derek the Pussy Slayer. Okay, I am not. <laughs> I, you know what I mean. I'm not I'm Derek not, Warrior Pussy Slayer. Warrior Pussy Slayer, like not by any stretch at all. Like when when I go out on a date, that's like an event for me because I'm like, this is a rare thing that doesn't happen a lot, right? Yeah. And not for, by the way, I'm not as unfuckable as I say. If you saw me and met me, I I, I have my my charms. Uh, I just I. That's a totally separate topic. Why the whys of me? But anyhow, so the point, so the advice that I need is what cues, what cues should I be looking for? Like, what's the big one in the beginning? Let me first of all, let me address one thing that you said just now. When yeah. you're like, there are charms of me. Here's how, like, how I know that I was born to work professionally in something related to sex. Is that whenever I meet a man, and, yeah. and this has been so proven since I started comedy and have met so many comics, I can almost always find a way to justify why I would fuck that person. <laughs> I, I have fucked so many people. <laughs> and people are like, how did you fuck that many people? Like, I have a, like, a body count on me. And... <laughs> People are like, how did you? I like Okay, you sound almost proud of me. I am. I I'm I'm happy with the trails I've traversed. I am happy. <laughs> I am so happy with the life I've led. And the that is so I've poetic. Made. Because it really is. you know what? When you meet a person, you either want to fuck them or you don't. Yeah. And if you decide that you do, you either can or you don't. And that's it. And there are a lot of people in this world that I wanted to fuck. And then yeah. I found out what that was like. And I'm really happy about it. That's right. So, so No Stone Unturned by Ariel Julie. <laughs> this is her memoir over Yeah, there. dude. I, I even I even I even did a greatest hits tour before the pandemic, before Bob wow. and I got together, just to make sure that I didn't like throw away something that I might have needed later. <laughs> So, and I will give you advice. I will. I will get back to it. But uh, I just wanted to say that, like, I'm sitting here when you're like, I have, I'm I'm like looking at you like, yeah, if I was single, you know, there, you have this piece and that I can see, I can see. Because that is how I'm like, let me try, try to find a way to make you fuckable. See, so that's the thing. So basically what she's saying is that I'm not a horrible, unfuckable troll. No, you're not unfuckable. Thank you. Thank you. By the way, this was just all a long play. We're not even going to air this episode of the podcast just so I could get a woman to tell me that I'm not unfuckable. (laughs) No, you've got a very cute smile and you are a good conversationalist. You're not a mean person and you're not like obese. You're not like crazy. Like you're, I could fit my arms around you in a hug. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and, and we often hug too, by the way. We she do. gives great hugs. Oh, um, I'm but anyway, so your advice. How do you know when to make that first move? When to make the first move. So, so um, first of all, I would say, like, there uh, every every date you go on usually has, like, like, there's a first, a second, and a third act, right? Yeah. Think of it like a movie. Yeah. Almost. So, it's like you, you, you meet up, and you are, like, making the small talk. That's That's the first act, right? Yeah. You, like have your meal and then there's like that kind of middle part of the date where it's like that just where are we going to continue it later or does it end here so that's the second act yeah and then if you decide it's going to continue there's like a secondary location that'll be your third act right yeah i'd say the move comes right between that second and third act okay i'd say like that's where it is that like when whenever there's like a transitional moment 
that's a really good time to make a move. So like if you're um, if you're just leaving a restaurant and you're standing by the car, that's a good time to make a move. That's, okay. that's a goodbye moment or a let's continue it to another destination. So that's a good place. Or yeah. if you're feeling a little weird, you're out in public and you're like, oh, oh I'm not there yet. Fine. Totally yeah. fine. If you get to like either her place or she's at your place or something, it go if you like someone goes to the kitchen, gets a drink of water, you know, or goes to the bathroom or whatever and, and comes back. Like if there's a exiting of the room and then a re-entering of that room, that's a transitional moment. That's a, a, a change in, Got it. in the moment. So it's, it's basically a fit, but it's a physical change in the moment. Yeah. yeah so yeah. so if you're like, let's say, hanging out at your place. Yeah. Would you hang out with a girl at your place? Oh yeah, totally. Just just by the state of this room that we're in, I'm like, do you live like this too? Like I believe it, but you know. No, I mean, I it's definitely more Kemp than this. Okay. I mean, it is. And by the way, Ooh. if somebody's coming to my house, like I, like I, I pull out the stops. Well, no, well, I mean, I'm you know I'm gonna do things like I I I don't because and it's strictly because of the that noise is me hitting this spring. Um, <laughs> I don't I because I don't know when to. I don't know how often to clean my linen, but if I know somebody's coming, I absolutely wash the linen and I'll clean my bathroom. Right, yeah. I usually, I genuinely keep, like, I things are fairly organized in my place. You're a basic 43-year-old like, human. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like I don't have the mattress on the floor. I don't do that. Okay. You know, okay. I, I, you know, but I also, there's no art on the walls. Also, because I just, I don't want to fucking get into all that. But, like, you know, it's like you come over and it doesn't feel like you're with a total mess, but but like, you know, I'm not the most fastidious guy. You're a guy. Yeah. I've dated guys that like they've got their shit together. But at the end of the day, you're still a guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so whatever. But so. OK. So yeah. my advice then is you got a woman over and let's say you you've missed a couple moments, some transitional moments. You're like, oh, I could have been oh, fuck, and then yeah. you're not sure. Now, let's say you're sitting on a couch or whatever and you're kind of in this Maybe you're watching a movie or maybe you're having a conversation and you don't know when or how. Yeah. Find an excuse to leave the room and come back. Got go, it. Go get her some water. Go get yourself some water. Go to the restroom. Do whatever you have to do. Find find some reason. Oh, my left, my charger, whatever it is. Leave the room and come back because that resets the stage. And then you can focus. You can like bring up a new topic. And maybe that new topic is like you sit down. Everything you had just been talking about is now a past conversation, not a current one. Yeah. And so you can introduce a new topic and maybe that new topic is you're just so cute. Can I kiss you, please? You know, or whatever that is. Love it. And then you make that move. See, now, guys, you've gotten some great, great advice. Now I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball here. Ready okay. for it. Now you're on the first date, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you have no idea that it's a first date. You just feel like it's you having a conversation with somebody else, right? And then it goes to a secondary location and you still think that it's just a conversation you're having with somebody else. The thoughts of hooking up with them has not even entered your brain, mm -hmm. but it's definitely hit. It's definitely gotten in their brain. Uh -huh. OK, how do you deal with that situation? Because those are the situations yeah. that I find myself in. That's what level of oblivious <laughs> we're talking about here. Um. I mean, for that, ladies, if make the move, make the move, just make the move, just, just make the move. If I've I've jumped so many dudes over the years. Like I, I've made so many first moves that because I, I respect that I'm a go getter. You yeah, know? I'm here for what I'm here for. We're burning daylight hours. You know, <laughs> listen, we got to We gotta, got to burning, burning midnight oil. I got to burning tomorrow. something. Yeah. I got work tomorrow. Yes, dude. 
Like, like we're either doing this or we're not. Exactly. Ariel Julie grabs you by the cock and says, "Look, this something needs to happen with this. Whether you whether you make it happen or I tell you, it's gonna okay, that happen." That sounds like rape, and I'm not a rapist. So, she's not a rapist, you guys. She doesn't do that. God, why? Who would think of that? No, I don't know. No, I'm. Yeah. I'm. I. I guess I. I was. I could be a little bit aggressive, but it, it was There's always very aggressive. <laughs> I was like respectful of the guy. If yeah. I was like. Hey, like if he wasn't making a move and I wanted him to, I would just be like, "Are you gonna make a move?" Like, yeah. Well, that's how know? that's how my ex was. She's just that's like, "You got it, fucking like, come on." Guys. Are you doing like, this? Are, are we doing yeah. this? Yeah. What's happening? Here? Yeah. See, that's and that's good. You know what that's called? That's called having manners. That's that's called <laughs> that's called that's called being that's called being yeah. a caring, observant no, individual. No, but if you're a dude and you're oblivious in the moment, I, I don't know what to do for you. You're oblivious. Get less oblivious. I don't know what to tell you. I'm just. I, but if a girl sits on your bed, I don't know I, how that's much kinda, clearer. <laughs> I, I just. I get like I was. I think I was just like so in the conversation. If that makes sense, where it's just like I just I. Like it, the thought didn't cross my mind. I have a worse story than that. A worse one where do it's we just have like, time? we do have time. Okay, so we go. The first thing we do is we do a sex survey, right? Yes. And I'm still. We're at a coffee shop. We we go. We do a sex survey. I still don't think it's a date. I just think it's two people hanging out. Okay. Right. We go to a secondary location. We go to a sushi restaurant. We're hanging out the whole time. Uh, she says she wants to come back to my place. Okay. Still don't think it's a date. We go to my house. It's cold in my apartment. We're under the covers together. Oh wait, wait. God. No, no. It gets worse. Damn. Under the covers together. We watch not one, but two movies. I didn't know to make a move until halfway through the second movie started nibbling on one of my fingers. I'm just like, oh, it's playtime. I had no fucking idea. Oh and mind you, you would think like a damn near virginal. It's just like, no, I just, it's not even an experience thing. I don't even know what it is. Like I, you know, I've. I feel so bad for those girls. I know I've had sex before. You know what I mean? It's not I like I. I, yeah, I mean, you know, it's I've been intimate with people. And I just am fucking clueless when it comes to that shit. So yeah, that's the worst story. That's a lot. Oh wait, no, there's actually a there's a worse one. No, that was the worst one. But okay. like those two are definitely that's not the only time. There was a hot tub one. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, where it was just like I. Didn't know that it was an option, and it, it's like she's like, you know, three o'clock in the morning. There was a hot tub there, and she's just like, "This, yeah, why don't you come hang out with me in the hot tub?" And I'm just like, "If this is," and we were both drunk, and I'm just like, in hindsight, I was just like, I, I was being flagged in there, wasn't I? It's was like, yes, yes, I was. So I mean, I've I've done that. I've definitely had dudes be oblivious to like signals I put out, but at the end of the day, I'm I'm always just like, yeah, maybe they're just not into me, you know. See, but that then I'd feel bad because it's just like, oh no, I just I'm I'm an idiot. That's yeah, the difference. Well, yeah. That's whenever like, it comes out later, I'm like, oh, you're just an idiot. Okay, well, yeah. I feel better about myself then. You know, <laughs> that's well, you should. Yeah, all right, whatever. Also, I do know for for you know for times that I've heard well, that women like they tend to rejection is hard I think it's because women deal with it less often in a lot of ways than men do but like rejection is harder for a woman to deal with than men when it comes to that type of rejection Probably. romantic rejection 
just because it's like, you know, it's it's supposed to be. I mean, you know, and this is I, is this a society thing or do you think there's um, any do you think there's any merit to saying that it's also just not not just a society thing, but a psychological thing, a difference between the sexes, whereas, you know, men being the pursuers or typically being the pursuers. Um, no, I. Uh, I've seen so many women pursue like I've yeah. seen many women start up conversations or be the one to drop their number or pinch an ass or whatever. I guess I guess probably on the whole shore men probably pursue more. I mean, certainly on dating apps, men send first messages. Yeah. A million percent of the time, even on Bumble, m- m- women manage on bumble which the whole point of the app is that the woman well, sends the first message, message yeah. women still manage to bear to basically not send it they send like hi you know and yeah, then yeah, the yeah. man still has to initiate the conversation exactly there's the still, high is just the swipe right yeah, yeah yeah there's still that expectation that the man is gonna do the bulk of the legwork um as far as like uh like what like making a move or, or things yeah, like, like that? Yeah, like, I mean, in general, just, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's typically, I mean, you know, or historically, I mean, at least in, you know, Western culture, the way we're yeah. raised is like, you know, you know, I mean, we're, I mean, we get rejected so often. Oh, when rejection, it comes to, that's what we're yeah. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. I, yeah, so, we, we get rejected so often that it's just like, you know, a lot of us are immune to it. You know, you know, how, like Bob's immune to pepper spray. Like we get, <laughs> we get immune. He's, to he's been sprayed so many times, so many times yeah, that it's no, just, that it's eyes. It's it basically, it's like, it's visine for him. It's now. just seasoning. And <laughs> <laughs> his eyes are just two sunny side up eggs that oh, just man. need extra pepper. No, um, I, I, so here's, it's an interesting idea of like, yeah, men are used to rejection, so they handle it less emotionally. But how many women do you know have shot up malls and movie theaters and churches because they were romantically rejected by one hundred percent? I was, so, and, and that that was like that was where I was wanted to get to actually yeah, with that because like that's yeah, that's the thing. Like, sure, men get rejected. M- Maybe more often, so maybe they have a thicker skin for it. But the ones that don't, but the ooh, ones who don't <laughs> go like crazy. Yeah. But like women go yeah. crazy too. Like how many? I'm well. I guess it goes both ways. I know men and women who have like called somebody, you know, a hundred times in a yeah. day, left messages, you know, whatever. But like, yeah. there are female stalkers out there for sure. There totally. are there are male stalkers out there for sure. I had somebody call a locksmith to break into my house once. Nice. Yeah, that was good. Um, I had, uh, uh, oh my God, if I went through the, just cause I tend to invite, uh, crazy into my life. Um, I get yeah. it. Crazy yeah. fucks. Well, yeah. I get it. And also it's just like game recognizes game, you know I mean? That's, it's, it's, just, it's just, I've dated normal and it's just, I can't like, and nothing against the normals. Just like, I, it's not even so much like in terms of like, you know, oh, well, they're, you know, they're more interesting people. It's not even so much that it's just, there's to me, for me in the, the positive spin on it is that it's, there's a certain understanding that people who are troubled and fucked up have with each other mm-hmm. that a normal person, it's like they get it like on page you can and understand on paper. It, yeah. Academically. Yeah. Academically. Sure. Exactly. That's, that's a, the, the exact word I was for. They can understand it academically, but they can't understand it from a personal level. And you know what? I'm like yeah. that. I'm like, yeah. I fuck like a crazy girl. I've yeah. been told I've got crazy girl energy yeah. in bed. But like the rest of my energy is like totally very practical. suburban, very <laughs> upper middle class yeah. white, like 
I've, you know, no. I've been filing my own taxes for many years and I always get a return. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, you know, I know how to do it. But yeah. like um, there's. Yes. We called her a gold star Jew. Great in bed, <laughs> but also great in the taxes. Yeah. <laughs> great in the I, books. I took accounting 101 in college as an elective. I don't know if that makes you more of a Jew or more of a nerd. I mean, that's I I walked into that class like, oh, this will be easy for me. It's in my blood. It's in your blood. I took accounting 101, and like, and you have to understand, like, when I was early on in my scholastic career, like when I was in elementary school, when I got into junior high, like math was my shit. Like I was great, phenomenal at math, right? Mm -hmm. Like I could do simple like addition of subtraction. You know, a lot of crazy people I've noticed are like really good at math. Because it says, uh, you know, it's you're developing one hemisphere of your brain over the other. Mm -hmm. So I forgot what's, uh, if you're left brain, you're better with math, but that also means like, you know, uh, socially, emotionally, you're a little bit stunted and fucked up. By the way, a lot of them is like kind of bullshit like we, of course it's kind we of bullshit. all use both halves of our brain we do but like it like but there is a there is a truth in terms of brain development though yes. like which 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 side is, yeah the left half of your brain by the way yeah. houses most of like your language center and oh so like, it's the right that i'm thinking of well, the, the right half of the brain has a lot of your emotional perception yeah, and yeah. like social awareness and think of it think of it less like um compartments for inter information and think it more like your left brain is more detail oriented and your right brain is more big picture you're okay, processing which means, which language mean, and emotion and social cues and math both, and science yeah. on both sides yeah but your left brain is thinking more like little tiny details and how they all fit together to make a thing yeah and your right brain is looking at the whole picture well that would that would also explain why somebody who is left brain would be more mathematically sure. inclined because that involves the 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 details but the uh yeah but when i got to accounting 101 i mean just when i saw the ledger paper mm-hmm. and the balancing like for some reason you felt that, like you were at home no it was worse <laughs> it confused me so much oh. it's like this like it was just like a non-traditional way of looking at numbers from mm-hmm. the way i understood it so i just i couldn't wrap my head around it. i'm just like wait debits credits like I, one sounds like it's one thing, but it's really the opposite. Like, I'm very confused with what's going on. I can never yeah. balance a ledger. Well, so that's the problem with accounting is yeah. that the, the like, vocabulary associated with, like, what it is makes yeah. no sense. No sense. So you just have to straight up memorize this means this and this means that. Yeah. But the overall idea of, like, profit and loss and T-tables yeah. and, like, that is pretty simple. Yeah. And, like... I thought I was going to kill it, by the way. I was just oh, like, yeah. oh, I got this. Yeah. I, I ended up dropping it. I was in theater. I was like a junior and I was doing a bunch of other stuff. So I didn't have time to like devote to the class. But most of it, too, I like flipped ahead in the chapters of like, what are we going to be covering? And I'm like, I know most of this stuff because my mom is an accountant. So I was like, I don't need to spend my time like getting a grade that shows that I know what this is yeah. in practical life. I know what this is. You know what it is and you know exactly how to do it. And yes. you're going to be fine. Well, and that. you know what? That's a lesson to you listeners is that sometimes you don't need to get a grade or a degree in something to tell you that, you know, about that thing. You can yeah. know about a thing. Absolutely. You can. I mean, you know, uh, 
you know, I know, but my thing was psychology. Like when I got to college, I, you know, I took psych 101. They told me that nobody has gotten an A in that particular psych 101 class in like 10 years. And I was the first person or 4.0. And I was the first person to get it in 10 years. And like, I would like, I would like ask questions. He was just like this. Yeah, we really don't discuss that until master's level. And I'm just like, oh, okay, I get it. It's just, you know, I had to do a lot of, and I'm not, psych is one of those fields where it's just it's mostly memorization so it's like but I had to do a lot of like self-research when it came to like you know learning about my diagnosis and ways that I could like deal with it and just become more of a functioning member of society because my whole goal was to get off of psych meds and like that's not an easy thing to do Mm -hmm. and it's not something that there's a guide for so it's kind of like I had to Frankenstein a guide to be able to do it but that's that's anyway that's what i was saying earlier about the derek strong method the derek strong method (laughs) we were talking about the derek strong winning method of how uh, to be successful in life i use the derek strong method the derek strong method and you homeless for two years yeah homeless for two years uh institutionalized for what 12 altogether in and out yeah well and i my high school was like an institutionalized place Uh like i had to live there and it was for kids with emotional uh with uh severe emotional problems um and then uh yeah so yeah between then and when i was 30 so yeah actually about 15 years from 15 to 30 so you're uh, a product of the system but uh it's like uh, the product of the system part is kind of like made matters worse Mm -hmm. and then like so the and the later half became like, OK, well, how do I unfuck what they taught me and figure out a way to make this actually work for me? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like it's like with anything, though, if you're you get you, you get what you can get out of it for you, but not all of it applies to you. You know what I mean? Um, like with any with any learning thing. So like you were mentioned before about accounting like it's like you got enough where you're just like hey okay like i know how to do this for my practical life but i don't need like to go to the in-depth and learn you know you know all these different tables for all these different scenarios that are never going to apply to my life it's the same thing with psychology with me it's just like i got all this information but of all that information i had i'm using about five percent of it right so Anyhow, on that note i'm going to end this episode with ariel julie ariel <laughs> work a depressing it- note on a, on a, <laughs> but on a happy note, I'm still here. I'm alive. I don't take psych meds. I don't drink. I don't do Hell drugs. Yeah. Uh, I don't watch porn. I don't bite my nails anymore. I don't fucking. Uh, you know what? I would never have known that. Like, it makes sense now that I know you a little better and I hear more of your backstory. I'm like, uh, yeah, I totally see that. What? But like that you've had this kind of past of of being in and out of different kinds of systems and oh, like, you're saying, yeah the more i hang out through the fucking more fucked no, up no no yeah. i just i i like i could i could see that but like just having met you briefly i knew that you had been homeless for an amount of time when yeah. you were younger and you know i'm like sure bob was homeless for a little bit and everyone yeah. has their reasons for how they get to where they get but um but i didn't I didn't see like you don't wear your crazy so overtly like you <laughs> Thank you. you seem like a pretty put together person and you seem pretty intelligent and pretty self-aware. Yeah. And I think that self-awareness piece is what really sets apart the like, you know, you're crazy you're showing to like, yeah, you, you manage it pretty well. 
Well, thank you. I appreciate it. If crazy uh, is not a derogatory term, am I going to be canceled for that? Not at all. You could say crazy to me. I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> you know what <laughs> Hell I mean? Hell yeah. If anybody has a problem with Ariel's fucking talking about crazy, listen, don't, okay? She's a Jew, so all Jews are inherently crazy. How about I'm a midget? How about that? Uh, yeah, exactly. Come on. She's been picked on all of her life. She's been the shortest person in every class photo I'm she's ever been in. I've been first in line for class picture day. All the time. Every year. Every year. Even now. Even now, even, even now, she gets put in class pictures. She hasn't been in school in how many years? I work in a school, and the other day, a teacher legit asked me for a hall pass. I love it. I'm not I kidding. I fucking love it. That That's happens. incredible. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway, where can people meet you on the socials? I'm going to put it in the description of the episode as well. But follow like, me people on love to hear it. Yeah, follow me on Instagram. That's the best. That's at Ariel dash Julie or underscore. I think it's underscores. No. At Ariel underscore Julie underscore comedy. Um, Ariel Julie Comedy, or you can go to allmylinks.com slash Ariel Julie Comedy. That'll take you to my Insta, my Twitter, my YouTube. You can friend me on Facebook, but why? Yeah. Like, really, just if, if, if we've never met and we don't know each other, just follow me on Instagram. Subscribe on to my Instagram. Instagram. Please help the algorithm. Yeah, right? don't be weird about it. Ariel, thank you so much. You're so welcome. <laughs>